0: Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves.
1: We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. Hey, Ru, how is your self-care going? It's going pretty well. I have been focusing on tracking my time, um, which has been, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD five years ago. And so having reminders and having, like, I can deal with time blindness where I'm like, oh, where did the past two hours go? So I have been, I, I keep a notebook next uh, on my desk and I say, okay, I'm doing this for 30 minutes and then I either have a timer or... I'll work on something and I'll at least jot it down so I can kind of see where my, where my time is going, which is a concept that um, the writer Laura Vanderkam writes about a lot in in most of her books. So in the midst of that, I'm also doing these brain breaks where I feel like if I'm at my desk and I have to solve something or like there's something that is is bothering me or I need to figure something out, um, it's actually so much, it's so helpful if I just... Walk away from it. So I have been putting in my like earbuds, and I'll either um listen to music and go for a walk, or I will make a phone call. And the office building where I am, like I can loop around it or there's like a little trail around the back. And I'll just go walk for ten minutes and I feel like it does something to my brain. And it's almost like you know when you sleep on something and you feel better in the morning or mm-hmm, you have more clarity totally. in the morning, I feel that way after I just get the hell away from my desk.
0: Yes, I completely agree. I mean, I will even, you know, kind of sometimes break my day up of like doing my exercise in the middle of the day, just so I can come back to it.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's smart. And I'll even like, I'll, when I take phone calls, I try to get up and pace too, just because I think there's something about remaining stagnant at your desk, where like all the things are beeping at you. Um so I like that. I think it's been really helpful, and I do think it's helped my brain a little bit. Even just having a little change of scenery, or um, uh, and, and in fact, there was a study about this too, about how sometimes when people go to a coffee shop, um, they work better with the buzz of the people around them because yeah. they feel like they're a little bit more time boxed in some way. There's some it's psychology so around true. it. I completely agree. But that has been really helping me. I've really, I've really been liking that. I'm finding it. I'm finding it helpful, which is good. It makes me, That makes me happy and I feel a little bit more, um, I don't know, accomplished at the end of the day. I like that. I need to get back to that. I was
0: doing that when I was writing my book. You know, I would set a timer for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I need to get back in that practice of just like, you know, everyday work because um, it is really helpful.
1: Well, how about you? How's your self-care going?
0: It's going pretty good. We have a house full of kids again. My kids are all fully vaccinated Yay. Um, and it just, you know, it feels really good. I mean, it's interesting, because it's also exhausting. You know, you f- you forget how, <laughs> you know, how easy things were during the pandemic. Um, but just, you know, in terms of like, not having outside influence,
1: right? Um,
0: and, you know, we just had our little routines. We had our family dinner every night, and then we'd watch a show every night. And now it's like they're just scattered. They're all over the place. Um, but, the, you know, they're having sleepovers, and we're having kids swimming in the pool. And it just – it feels good. It feels, you know, like we're back to life again. And I'm happy seeing my kids not so isolated because they were very oh. isolated for a really long time.
1: Yeah, it's worth the uh, the mess and the chaos, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been feeling that way, too, having, um, you know, my kids' friends over. I'm like, oh, it's so loud. And there's – the house is, you know, now a disaster. But it's just – it's it's nice to hear – I mean, it's nice to hear kids having fun and, and yeah. hanging out. So I really like that.
0: And, you know, I mean, there's the old saying, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child, which I <laughs> resonate with. You know, and it's I, – I didn't like seeing my kids so unhappy. So it, it does make me happy to see them happy and to see them having age appropriate get togethers and experiences, you know, because it was it was really hard watching them feeling so yeah. isolated. So
1: definitely a win. Yes. Well, what do you have for two thumbs up? Mm. The first is a book that my daughter really likes. And it's called Mrs. Smith's by School for Girls. And there are a couple books, or maybe I think three in the series. And it is a favorite. It, it's great as an audiobook. It's great as a regular book. If you're looking for something to occupy. Now granted, my kids are, you know, under 13. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for something to occupy your kids, like it's, it's, it's super fun, really enjoy it. And I will say that while my youngest has been listening to these books, I've, and she's only nine. I mean, she's, she's nine. So she's, she knows how to read. She knows how to write. She's eloquent. But I've I've heard a change in her vocabulary, too, because it's just she's she's listening. She loves these books so much that she's just walking around the house or playing outside (laughs) or playing with dolls or whatever. And she's listening to the to these books. So very much recommend very much like them. Um, The second thing is, so I am not super into Designer brands, and that, like, I don't own a Louis Vuitton bag, and I've never lusted for a Louis Vuitton bag. No. Um, that is not to speak pejoratively of anyone who does. If you have a friend who loves, you know, the brand names, or like loves a Chanel bag, or lo- has the Gucci loafers, or doesn't have those but aspires to have those. Mm-hmm. I saw this TikTok about it, and I thought of a friend that this would be perfect for. So you can go on Chanel's website. And, you know, Chanel bags are so expensive, and you have to, I don't know, like, give blood in order to be considered yeah. to purchase it or whatever. Like, it's – It's its just dis- I, – yeah. I, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. But – If you want to buy a friend a gift, you can go on there and buy their little handbag mirror, Mm -hmm. which is apparently very well made. And it's $42, which is a lot for a mirror. Uh, But Chanel everything is super expensive. Like Chanel nail polish is crazy expensive. So, but... What they do is they wrap it so nicely, and it comes in, like, the Chanel packaging and, like, Chanel tissue uh, and Chanel ribbon. And it becomes – it's a gifting experience. Yes. So if you have someone that just cares very much about, you know, her handbag or her whatever, um, her shoes, her Gucci belt or loafers or whatever, this is a nice gift for a friend that enjoys the finer things, including Chanel and – Yves Saint Laurent and whoever else.
0: Okay, that is so funny. I don't, I don't care about those brands either. But I do have a kid who is, you know, a bit of a brand whore, and he really likes Supreme. And so mm. I'm always looking for what are the things that Supremes offering that are like in the thirty dollar range. So I'm always checking their website because, you know, on occasion, like they just did a phone case that was thirty bucks, or they did like a. You know, a fanny pack that was like forty bucks. So anytime, because their clothing is like ridiculous so expensive. It's, it's yeah. dumb. Um, so I'm always just trying to find the little like skateboard wheels. You know, just what can I buy that's affordable? And then they're like, I oh, have Supreme. Like, well, I got one of them. Both my boys like this brand. Um, like a sweatband. <laughs> like you know, it was a Supreme sweatband, and they and it was real, and they feel so cool. It was like twenty bucks. So
1: yeah, they do yes. cause like Supreme even does like water bottles. They and, do. And and they're always sold out immediately or whatever. Um yeah, so I so here's the thing, truthfully, when you have a designer handbag, like when you have one of the the, the nicer designer handbags, the resale value is almost yeah. Like, it, it's, like, I if you could, you could buy a Chanel bag and use it for three years and sell it for close to how much you bought it, which I beat the crap out of my stuff, so I could never, but, you know, I, I, that is to say if, it's not my thing, but I, I, I totally respect it if, if it's someone else's thing, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, so what are your two thumbs up? Okay,
0: my first one are these things called timer caps, and they are basically just little prescription pill-sized boxes or bottles. They look just like, you know, a prescription bottle that you would get at Target. Mm -hmm. But the top just has a super simple timer on it. So if you or you have a kid who tends to forget their medication, or you take Mm. a medication that's that it's important that you take or that it's also important that you don't ever double dose, um, right, you can look at it because I do this and my son really does it. I will be like, did I take that? Like, did I just take that? You know, or like, did I take that when I brushed my teeth? Um, So you can just look at the top and if it says, you know, 30 seconds ago or five minutes ago, you know you took it. And if it says twenty-one hours ago, you know you didn't. Um (sighs) So just as long as you replace the top, this timer starts over again.
1: I need this for me because there are times where I'm like, okay, either I double dose or Uh I don't have Like, if I totally, I I don't want to risk not having any, but then I risk double dosing. Do I want to risk that too? And it's such it's so it's chaotic. Yes. Well,
0: and you know, there's all of these systems where, you know, you can buy a thing for, you know, a 100 bucks, and it doles it out every day. But like, I just like that this is very, you know, it's very analog. It's just the cap, you know, (laughs) like, it's not not expensive. All you have to do is put that cap back on. You, You don't have to like, you know, put your pills in some new contraption. That's big. It's small. Yeah, it's very useful. I really like it. Okay, I need this for me. What yeah. else you got? And then um, my other thing is like you. I know you've been in an organizing frenzy, and I have too. I've been really trying to organize my kitchen drawers. Um, mm. Things like my kitchen linens, my Tupperware. I've been trying to put everything into boxes. And so I found these plastic organizing bins. They are very um Marie Kondo, you know. Mm. Uh, but they're just clear. Actually they're they're a lot like the ones the Home Edit girls use. They're just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're clear um and they come in multiple sizes so what you can do is you can kind of measure your drawers or like what I did was I measured my Tupperware and I, I bought them according to like okay, what could fit two of the same size Tupperware side by side? Or what could fit my Tupperware bins? And so everything in my kitchen drawers is in nice bins. And it helps all of us keep
1: things a lot more organized. That's really nice. Yes, I it makes I happy. need that. I, I feel like I, I would love the Home Edit Girls or Marie Kondo to just, like if they could just move in with me for a week, just a week, you know, that would be really, really great. I know. I would love that.
0: And now a quick sponsor break. Most of us could use more energy in our day, but caffeine can only do so much. And some of us like myself don't even do caffeine. At some point we have to look at the root causes of our fatigue. It turns out there are two main factors in low energy. Those are chronic stress and a lack of nutrition. Stress and nutritional deficits can lead to low energy, bad mood, and all kinds of long-term issues. Organifi creates delicious superfood blends that address both of these problems. They use adaptogenic herbs to help balance cortisol levels associated with stress and make it easier to add more nutrients into your day. You simply add a scoop into water or a plant-based milk of your choice, and you can have a natural boost any any time of the day. It's full of carefully picked adaptogens, fruits, vegetables, medicinal mushrooms, and more. Now this word, adaptogens, you might be wondering what that means. These are herbs and mushrooms that literally help you adapt to the stress in your life. They balance hormones, they promote a state of calmness, and help you get back to that baseline faster than usual. Organifi specializes in creating delicious superfood blends powered by these. If you're looking for an easy way to support your amazing body, I highly recommend trying Organifi. You can check out the products in the Organifi shop at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-N-I-F. I.com Go to Organifi.com and use the code SELFIE for 15% off any item in the store. Again, code SELFIE at Organifi.com for 15% off anything in the store. So we want to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors. You guys know I love meal kits. I love meal subscription kits, but there is one real standout at a much lower price point, and that is every plate. Even at regular price, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than all of the other ones out there. In fact, one meal from every plate is about the same price as a cup of coffee.
1: And every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. Recipes come together in about 30 minutes, definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store and starting a meal from scratch. Every Plate offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking on a budget. Getting dinner on the table can be a real challenge, especially in the middle of a pandemic where we're all
0: tired of cooking and eating the same thing. Every Plate can plan, shop and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a really good price.
1: Every Plate provides easy-to-follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients, and it takes the stress out of dinner time. It's great for kids learning to cook and great for parents who are stressed between work and school supervision. EveryPlate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes per week, featuring a range of flavors and ingredients, so you'll never get bored. You can try Every Plate, which is a fantastic
0: deal already, but they are giving our listeners meals for just $1.99 per meal with an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to EveryPlate.com and entering the code SELFIE199. Again, that is code SELFIE199 for $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes at everyplate.com. All right, time to chat with BJ Hickman, our resident therapist. Hey, BJ.
2: Hi, Kristen. How are you?
0: I'm good. Good. So we got this question, and we get a lot of questions around kids and parenting and internet (laughs) and technology. Um, but, but this parent asked, How does a parent um, deal with kids who do not ca- understand cause and effect regarding internet safety? The more we try to control it, the more they sneak it. Every time we cancel an account, they create three more. It's like they need their, tw- their own 24 hour tech support. So I want to start with the first thing here, which is how do we parent children who do not understand cause and effect around internet safety? And I want to say this, I think most kids don't understand Mm -hmm. cause and effect around internet safety. This is not unique to kids with ADD or other issues. Mm -hmm. I think most kids don't get cause and effect, not just around internet safety, but in general. I mean, what age do you think kids really understand
2: cause and effect? Honestly, depending (laughs) on the kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, there's not an answer to that because some, for some kids, it's 10 and for some, mm-hmm. it's 20. 20. Yeah. Our, and, and honestly, their ability to do that on their own without guidance is also very limited. And that just goes to the reality that their brains aren't developed to that point and they don't until after adolescence. And so there really isn't an organic ability to recognize cause and effect. This is, parenting 101 that we are literally on board 24 Mm seven teaching these things to our children over and over and over and over again because they can't hold it. They can't hold it past the moment that they need it until they eventually do. And it's uh-huh. the repetition. I mean, when you, this is really a neurological thing, if you really want to think about it that way, that our brains are so malleable, even at at 63, my brain is changing with this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so it's not changing to the degree that an adolescent's brain is. And so that at the time that they're growing up, and it's constantly changing, what are we doing to create neural pathways for them and with them that go in the direction we want them to go around these things. If we are not being constantly and repetitively intentional about it, it's just going to go wherever it goes. And that access to internet, that access to whatever they have access to is going to be what dictates the the neurology of their brain mm-hmm. the neural pathways that they create and that's going to be the habits that they carry into adulthood we yeah. have just a small window of time yeah to spend and it takes a lot of time and energy it does to develop those it does and i you
0: know i even want to just remind our listeners that like Many of us as adults struggle with our own internet use with our, you know, this is just a constant conversation of like, I spent too much time looking at Instagram, and I spent too much time browsing the web, like, we as adults struggle. And so, you know, that's why... I just feel very strongly that parents, this is our job. Like, this is a part of modern parenting is, yes, being 24-hour tech support. Like, I completely feel that. Um, Because when we are handing them these phones at ages 10, at ages 12, they do not have the – the skills necessary to balance Mm -hmm. this out. We're giving them the most high interest thing, you know, with high interest apps and their brains are like, yes, more, 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 give me more stimulation. And then that becomes a feedback loop of, I want more. I want to look at this phone more. And we can't hand them a phone and expect that they would be able to monitor that. We have to externally monitor it. I I mean, yeah, I just feel very strongly about that. We're not we are not loving our kids when we hand them a phone and just let them, you know, I'll I'll just trust them or I'll let them figure this out on their own. Like it's just, it's too much. It's way too much stimulation. Um, so in regards to, you know, the more we try to control, the more they sneak it. Yes, that's what kids do. Like that is, that's absolutely what kids do. Um, and I do think that, you know, kids do need monitoring with this stuff until they show that they can really do it on, a, on their own. And that's going to be different for every kid. Um, yeah. but until they're able to show a lot of impulse control, I do think kids need to be monitored and they need to be monitored the minute they get a phone handed to them. Absolutely. So I think what that looks like is number one, the app store should be turned off. Yeah. Because there are crazy apps out there. (laughs) Crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, there are apps. Omegle is one that kids were starting to use, which is like a Russian roulette meet with strangers. Like you're going to be put in a chat room with a stranger. Guess how that ends? (laughs) You know, that doesn't end well. Um, So number one is turn off the app store, turn off their ability to add apps. Number two, turn off web browsers. Nobody needs, nobody under age 18 needs a web browser on their phone. Nope. If they need to look something up on the internet, they can use a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then you should also have filtering software or some kind of internet filter for your entire house. So that if a kid decides, I heard the word clitoris at school and I want to know what that word means, yes. they don't find themselves staring at hardcore pornography, right? which is where those searches end up exactly you know when i was a kid we talked about this a couple episodes ago when i was a kid if i was curious about a, wor- a word i looked at our encyclopedia britannica at my house <laughs> now if kids are curious about a word they can go from curiosity to viewing a, an actual sex adi- a sex mm-hmm. act in mm-hmm. two minutes yep so have filters on your computers have it on your entire network so that nobody's slipping into seeing stuff that they're not old enough to see. Um, Take the web browser off their phone and then figure out some way to monitor their texts. You don't need to read every single text. There are services like Bark. I use Bark, which alerts me anytime something funny is said. You know, anytime that there's a conversation about sex or a conversation that looks like bullying, I'm getting a little ping. Hey, look at this! Look at this! Um, because kids behave very poorly on phones yeah. at the beginning. They don't, you know they they don't they don't have impulse control. There is a buffer of being behind a screen where they say things that are much Absolutely. worse than they would in person. So, yes, it is like they need their own 24-hour tech support. It is <laughs> solidarity. You
2: know, we've talked about that part of it before, that kids kids have a distorted view of things. And so when they say things on the Internet that they wouldn't have the courage to say to someone's face, they think that's bravery. Yes, Instead of realizing it's cowardice, actually, and it's bullying. And so these are the things that we have to keep in mind that the way we think about these things are not the way they think about these things. And I just, I hate to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Parenting is the hardest job you'll ever have. You don't ever get the clock out. Yeah. You, you're always on the clock and it, it's a 24 hour A day job. You really don't get to coast through parenting. And we have to be incredibly intentional about these things. And that's not helicopter parenting. No, that is Mm -hmm. just parenting. That is being aware, knowing what our kids are experiencing. You know, you recently asked the question about curfews and the rule we had, we didn't really have a curfew unless we kind of set them as needed. But basically I just needed to know where they were. If I know where my kids are, And who they're with, then I didn't really need to know much else. And, but that's a heart. That's a pretty important piece of information to stay on top of Mm -hmm. when they reach a certain age that they have freedoms. And it put a lot of responsibility on them to make sure I knew where they were at all times. But I wasn't there hovering over where they were. Right. I was just aware of where they are. And then I could make decisions based on that. And that's what we have to do with their access to tech we've got to realize I've got to know what they're seeing. I've yep. got to know what they're being exposed to because if I don't, it only takes a millisecond to lose them down a rabbit hole that I can't get them back from no. in certain situations. And now they've seen what they can't unsee and they've got curiosities that they didn't have before. And now I've got to double down on what that parenting looks like now that they have seen that. Mm-hmm. And if I think that I can just hand them a phone and walk away because I want to be able to reach them at any given time or know where they are through their GPS, that's not going to be enough. Yeah. That's, it really doesn't require us to be intentionally involved.
0: Yeah. And you know, you should have the passwords to any of their social accounts Absolutely. until they're adults, you know, you should be able to, I, I have, my kids are logged into Instagram on my phone. I toggle between my account and theirs. Do I look mm. at theirs every day? No, but do they know that I could Yes. I mean, that yeah. alone prevents a lot. Um, yeah. But you know, on occasion, I will look and it's important to look to just so you know, like, who are they following? And what are their yeah. friends doing? I mean, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people not paying attention. I know Absolutely. way more about some of these teenagers than their parents do. Like, mm-hmm. I know who's vaping and posting it online. I know who's yeah. posting G string photos of themselves. Like, you know, it is very informative. Yes, yes. When you look and see what they're following. And um, yeah, I mean, you you should have access to all of it. Yeah. And creating a third account, you know, a second account, a Finsta, all of that should be talked about with clear consequences in place. Like Mm -hmm. if I did have a kid create a second Instagram account I didn't know about, that kid doesn't have Instagram
2: for a while. And let's go back to the basics for a minute. You've had a hard and fast rule with your kids from the beginning of tech that they couldn't have phones in their rooms, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. What are you doing with that now? All same. these years later, same yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: they they don't have their phones in their room while they're sleeping. I mean, mm-hmm. and it you know it's it's wild to me. I mean, my kids will be getting texts at midnight, one a.m. on school nights. Yeah, I you know I I struggle with being on my phone late into the night, and I don't want my kids to develop that habit here. And yeah. they might go into adulthood and they might have that habit, but while they're under my roof, I'm going to try mm-hmm. to teach them good sleep hygiene, which I think means not having a phone while you're laying in bed
2: and having to use the phone in common areas. Yeah. Is a really important element that makes it easier for you to manage.
0: Yes. Yeah. And when the thing is to, when you start this, when they're younger,
2: Mm -hmm. it's just the way it is.
0: It is the way it is. And so I think like, you know, people, I I have friends who will say, well, he's only 10. So I haven't really put all those controls in place. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't, then they're going to be resentful when you do. Mm -hmm. But if, when you hand them their phone at a younger age, but it has a lot of restrictions, that's just, that's their understanding of how a phone works, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, not to say that my kids don't complain or compare. They do. Um, but I I don't care I don't I don't need their approval. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's it.
0: Parenting that, tip number one: I don't yeah. need their
2: approval. Oh my god! Don't parent from your anxious attachment. No, because <laughs> <laughs> if you need your kids' approval, you're in trouble. No, and unfortunately, we do have a lot of parents who do. They're afraid to upset their kids. Uh, yes, I agree. And, and they feel inadequate. They don't feel like they know as much about Texas as their kids do. And so they'll acquiesce to that. And I think there's a lot of different elements that contribute to this mindset, but I just don't think we can express it often enough that at the end of the day, you've got to parent around tech all the time. Absolutely.
0: Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on
1: Instagram at, at @selfiepodcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at SelfiePodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care.